Vox Quick Hits. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's up? Hello. Welcome back to What to Watch from Vox Quick Hits. I'm Alyssa Wilkinson. I'm Vox's film critic. And I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I'm Vox's critic at large. And today we are talking about the new HBO Max series, Hacks. So anyway, the dummy starts asking me questions. Are you close? Are you close? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm close. I'm close. I'm close to getting a buzz cut, a flannel shirt, and finally accepting Melissa Etheridge's dinner invite! The lead character is named Deborah Vance, and she is this comedian who works in Las Vegas and kind of has a Phyllis Diller, Joan Rivers feel. Yes. Great show, Dad. Thanks, baby. Car's up front. Okay. Let's party. Oh, did you like the show? I'm so She is played by Jean Smart who really deserves to have the term living legend constantly applied to her name because she's so funny. She's so wonderful. She was in everything from designing women to 24 to the superhero show Legion to Watchmen to Fargo. I could just list her credits all day. She's fantastic is the point. Uh, And she is joined by relative newcomer, a young comedian named Hannah Einbender, who plays a character named Ava. I'd rather slang bang bang chicken and shrimp all day than work here. I mean, what is this, 50 tassels on one couch? Even Liberace would think it's a bit much. Oh, no, you're incorrect. He actually loved it. He did poppers on that couch in 85. Cool. Ava is coming in to help her revamp her material, and there's sort of a culture clash generation gap thing going on that is not as hacky as I'm making it sound. Ha ha, I worked the name of the show into the show. (laughs) I really like that generation gap thing in this show, so... I think it does a pretty good job of showing how there are generational differences in the way people find things funny. So comedy to an older group might not be the same as comedy to a younger group, um, but they have a lot to learn from one another. And I think that's one thing I really like about it. I think it's Mm -hmm. also good at showing some of the problems that women comedians have run into, whether it's being too scrutinized in the present for something stupid they said on Twitter, or whether it's years and years and years ago being run out of a job because they're not believed about what actually happened in their lives. And I'm not trying to to spoil the show, but there's some of that in this show. So I really like that. I'm also thrilled to see Caitlin Olson, who is a very undervalued comedian in her own right. Yes. Most people would have remembered her from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She's hilarious. She shows up in a recurring part on the show as well. And I fist pumped when I saw her (laughs) on it. It was really exciting. I mean, this show is really well cast. It has in every part, there are actors I just enjoyed watching. Very funny performers, some of whom I knew really well, some of whom I I'd never seen before, like um, Hannah Einbender, who is now my new favorite person. As we're recording this, she's my Zoom background. That's how much I love her. But this show also comes from some folks you may have heard of before. One of the executive producers is Michael Schur, who worked on The Office and Parks and Recreation and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Good Place. He is not the creator of this show. That is the team of Jen Statsky, Paul W. Downs, and Lucia Aniello, who are some of the most wonderful comedy minds of this current generation that's sort of up and coming. Uh, Statsky worked on many of Schur's shows and and Yellow was like the director behind most of Broad City. 
Um, I honestly think one of the things that this show does well that reminded me of Broad City was it, it really paints Las Vegas where Deb and Ava are working with a sort of local color, which is similar to what Broad City did for New York. You really get to see a lot of sides of this city that I think most people couldn't imagine living in, and yet you get to see what it's like to live there. Um, Alyssa, how do you feel about Las Vegas? I have never been to Las Vegas, believe it or not, but I definitely feel like every time I see it in a movie, it's because somebody, you know, flew in to either get married in a hurry or blow a whole bunch of money in a hurry. Mm -hmm. And instead of that, we're getting the feel of living there. You're right. I mean, Ava, you know, has to basically live in a hotel as a resident because she's a staff writer uh, for this Vegas show. And Early in the show, you see her actually go down to the staff cafeteria and kind of eat this sad food in this sad underground room. And it's so different from what you normally see in a movie or a TV show that shows us Vegas. So I really enjoyed that. And also because I was fully expecting the whole show to be set in Los Angeles. And it's not. I was wondering what you thought of the handling of Ava's reason for needing this job. So Ava's kind of, um, I hate to use this term, but she's been canceled in a sense. She lost a deal because of something she did on Twitter. And I feel like this could have been handled in a really shallow way, but I think Hacks does a really good job. What did you think of that? You know, as a member of the executive board of cancel culture, I hate it whenever (laughs) entertainment comes for us to, you know, tell our secrets about who we're coming for. But in all seriousness, I thought this was one of the better handlings of this particular thing that does happen to people. They do say things on Twitter that do get them in trouble, but maybe disproportionate to what was actually said. I think it's one of the better handlings of that basic idea. Um, The joke that she made, which we hear in the first episode, the show codes it as she was making fun of an anti-gay Republican. I don't think it ever says the party, but like the politics of it are pretty clearly lined up with the religious right. And so she gets canceled for making a political statement against someone who is at the very least conservative. And like, that's the thing we've seen in the world for as much as people freak out about cancellations coming from the left, they so often come from the right. And that's the situation that happens here. And it is very nuanced. It's very much about like, what happens if one thing you say kind of ruins your life? One other thing that struck me while I was watching the show is that it is both a comedy and a drama, which I know is sort of almost a cliche about television at this point. Everyone (laughs) says they've written a dramedy. But this does kind of have both of those elements to it in a way that reminded me a lot of when I was watching The Flight Attendant earlier this year, another HBO Max show, which Mm -hmm. is also similarly about, you know, a young woman whose life is kind of spinning out of control and she's trying to to grab it back. Um, So, I really like that. I think that that's the kind of mood I would want to be in if I was watching this show. It's not a laugh a minute show so much as it's a really interesting insight into being a woman in comedy, but also just being a person who's trying to figure out their life. I found that really enjoyable. Yeah. And I, I, a lot of the time when people say, oh, it's as much a drama as a comedy, what they mean is that there are no laughs. But I think Hacks has really sharp jokes. Like they're not coming every second. But I did laugh at this a lot of times, which is not often the case with shows sort of in this vague subgenre. But yeah, there are some moments throughout that do hit really hard, particularly as you dig into sort of the the dark things that are in both of these women's pasts or Deborah's relationship with, you know, her own child. Like 
there are a lot of elements in this show that blend together in a way where I'm like, I'm not sure how they pulled this off, but they did. But yeah, I don't want to let anybody think they're not going to laugh because I, I laughed quite a bit watching this. All right, Emily. So the release schedule for this show is a little weird, so we better explain it. So currently, four episodes have already been released on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And for the next three weeks, two episodes will be released every Thursday on HBO Max. So there's a total of 10 episodes coming. They're each around a half hour long, and four of them are already there ready for people to watch. Yes. And I if I had one caution about the show, I'd say that the first episode takes a little bit to get through. It is very much, we are setting up the premise of the show, which is never fun, but they do it as efficiently as possible. And by the time Ava and Deborah are sitting down together, you are, it's very much a show I think you're going to really enjoy. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for What to Watch this week. We hope you enjoy. Um, if you have any requests, if you'd like us to suggest something for you to watch for a mood or a particular audience or particular situation, you can email our producer, Taylor Macon, at taylor.macon. That's Taylor like Swift, May like the month, and like the soup at voxmedia.com. And we'll perhaps talk about it on a future episode. And this week, I do want to just bring up that Jean Smart wears an incredible orange caftan in an episode of this show while she's lounging by the pool. And like, if I am even one fifth as cool as her when I am her age, I will die an extremely happy woman. This is what to wear now. <laughs> <laughs> 